Hi, I'm Leslie Langnaw, and welcome to Design World's Technology Tuesdays podcast for March 24, 2015. Thanks for joining us today. Today's topic is on the developments of standards for metal additive manufacturing, and I'm speaking with Carl Decker, President at Metal Flow Inc. and Chair of the ASTM F42 Committee at ASTM International. So thank you for joining me today, Carl. My pleasure, Leslie. Okay, uh, one of the first questions I wanted to ask are, is there any news that you can share about current developments in documenting additively made metal performance? Um, there is a lot of development going on to help generate documentable data for standards on not just metals, but all types of additive manufactured processes. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of these are focused towards metals because there is tremendous benefit that can be gained from using those technologies and those applications. And there's a lot of opportunity for these technologies to, to grow rapidly in that area once those standards exist. The documentation that's coming out is still along the lines of higher level, not as specific. Uh, while there are standards that have been balloted and adopted for manufacturing with TIE 6-4, Ink and L's, even TIE ELI, Mm -hmm. you've got the base documentation starting to catch up and come along with some of these that could proliferate to a larger covering of different materials. This being how do you record the, the data that you're gathering as you create test samples. Uh, How do you make sure that that's repeatable? How do you make sure that it's communicated? Uh, It's a slow process. Standards development is a a slow process when done by full consensus development, uh, which is why the ASTM has been working at this for quite some time, or F42. Mm -hmm. But there is a lot of progress being made, and there's a lot of standards in development So I think we're going to see more documents coming out, not only on the higher level, how to record what's being done so that it's easy to communicate as you move forward, uh, but also able to be built upon. And we're also seeing a lot of ground up or grassroots, if you will, standards Mm -hmm. developments where they're taking it from a specific approach of how do we get this for um, rigid qualifications and developing standards from that aspect. So it's, it's coming from both sides, uh, and that's okay. within the F42 group itself. Now, are there any specific standards due to come out soon that an engineer might benefit from learning more about? Uh, there's actually, when you look at it, it's, it's hard to say that there's any specific ones that are coming out now or, or in the near future. There's, I think, in the neighborhood of about, 15 to 20 work items which are moving okay. forward. These work items are all going to be based upon the, the member participation that's within the group. It's mm-hmm. a consensus-based standards operation that ASTM has uh, done a great job at being able to define and get successfully implemented. Uh, we've seen its, its success in a number of other areas that uh, we all use day-to-day. Uh, so we're very confident that the the output that's going to come from ASTM is going to be something that can carry forward for a long time. Uh, 
there's a natural process for validation and uh, reviewing existing standards to make sure of their current applicability. Uh, but when you start looking at the specific work items that are out there, it's going to be directly reflected upon the, the members that are that are active in those. That said, uh, we've been at a rate moving a few standards forward almost each year. So okay. I think we're up to 12 standards right now, many of these which are being uh, being moved through the, the joint standards development process with ISO. And it's mm -hmm. going to probably result in many of these moving into international standards that we can start to use globally. There are a lot of these standards that are moving forward. Uh, it's just going to take a little bit of time. I would anticipate mm -hmm. that the, the summer meeting or the second meeting of the year that ASTM handles, we'll probably see a couple more of them get fairly flushed out, and uh, I would anticipate to see a few balances this year. Okay. Now, as you're going through some of these standards and, and seeing what's developing, are you seeing any trends in metal, metal additive manufacturing? Anything, for example, in materials or in accuracies or in processing speeds? A lot of the focus isn't necessarily on the speed of the equipment or the, the accuracy of the parts, but more so how you can go through and, and quantify or qualify those uh, that accuracy and that okay. repeatability. I think there's enough applications out there that uh, if you start breaking it down by tolerance requirements, uh, you'd see an, an enormous segmentation of areas in all different uh, accuracies. So as you as you start to to go for qualifying the the process and the material. Mm -hmm. You can then take it a step further and break it down into your accuracies that you need. And, and some of the standards that have come out actually have different classes within them uh, that allow you to be able to specify uh, specific details regarding whether there's inspection criteria, what type of inspection criteria, any secondary processing that needs to come from them. Okay. Now, I've heard that there are some companies that are kind of not waiting for standards to happen and are going ahead and developing custom materials for their processes or for whatever they need. How does ASTM view that kind of, of a process? Well, the nature of these processes, especially when you're talking about directed energy deposition or direct energy dep deposition processes, you have the ability to be able to change your material at almost any point in the build. So gradient materials, the, the, the opportunities that added manufacturing has are enormous. Uh, to try and write standards that would encompass all of those is, is far more than, than we have enough experts available to, to, to put time in on. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the funding available is usually uh, all volunteer basis, so it makes it very challenging there. But mm -hmm. uh, there are people who have applications that require specific materials and specific processes. Um, if, these, if these standards aren't coming online fast enough for them, there's a huge market that they're going to want to capture. And if they mm -hmm. can justify the investment of being able to go through, much like GE with a Leap Engine, uh, mm -hmm. to go through and justify for getting that 
material and process qualified so that they can move forward with their manufacturing process. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of people that will uh, take on that the, that task and, and move forward towards getting uh, materials and processes qualified so they can manufacture advanced products uh, that give them patentable techniques, uh, give them market uh, uh, market niches, and give them areas that uh, that they can secure uh, limited competition and improved profitability. That that would just be a, a business decision that they need to make on their own, not so much okay. a question of uh, the impact of standards. Okay. So now if an engineer wanted to get access to these standards, I'm assuming they just go to the ASTM website? The standards are available either through ASTM, the, the ones that have been published, and they can be purchased, the ASTM business model, uh, mm-hmm. to sell those standards. Those that have been jointly developed through ISO could be gotten through either organization. The work items that are in process uh, would be available to people that are actually active on those task groups. Okay. So if somebody wanted to join, for example, uh, new specifications for electron beam melting of TIE 6-4, uh, mm-hmm. work item 25296, they could do that by joining that specific group and having the uh, the subcommittee chairman on this particular application, I think it's our materials and process standards a subcommittee, they could get active in that group, review the work item that's uh, being developed, and do their contributions to it. Once it goes okay. forward to the point of needing to uh, get balloted and have people vote on it, then the individual would have to actually have membership with ASTM, which is $75, I think, uh, okay. in order to, to vote on those items. To actually contribute in the task group is open to anybody, and uh, the more people that can contribute, the better. Yeah. Uh, but uh, once it goes to the balloting process, you do need to be a member of ASTM and assigned or, or, or a member of that specific committee. And then the vote can carry forward once the standard comes out. Uh, I think your membership automatically gives you one volume of standards uh, each year that you renew your membership. So it may be cheaper to get your membership and get an entire copy of the F42 (laughs) standards uh, as your selection as opposed to buying a couple of them. That makes sense. That's that's an option that anybody can do. Okay. uh, Well, great. Thank you. I appreciate your time this morning, Carl, and thank you for the information. I think that's going to be very useful for our audience. Well, excellent. I hope that uh, they can stay in touch with what's going on with the activities. Uh, mm-hmm. There is an enormous amount of additional standards development organization activity. So how that's going to intertwine with uh, F42 group and how these additional standards are going to come out and get uh, momentum moving forward is yet to be defined, but I think the, the amount of attention the space has been given is going to result in a lot of a lot of areas and a lot of development that's going to start yielding more and more standards. And that's just going to benefit the additive manufacturing world all the more. Correct, correct. And the yep. people who are going through and developing materials and processes on their own uh, may mm-hmm. find that there's nuggets or pieces that they'd be willing to share that they've mm-hmm. either secured their information on or uh, don't have a specific 
need to focus that development on their own. And those are going to be areas that uh, hopefully we'll see a greater proliferation uh, of the technology and the, the standards to expand the applicability. All righty. Well, thank you again. And I'd like to thank uh, the audience for listening. You can subscribe to Design World's Technology Tuesdays podcast or just check some other episodes out at soundcloud.com design world. And you can always get the latest need-to-know engineering information at www.designworldonline.com. Hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.